The 2024 running back class got a much-needed boost today with the declaration of a sophomore out of Texas that we'll talk about. Last night, both the AFC and the NFC Pro Bowl rosters were announced. We've got to talk about some players that made it for the very first time and some players that were left off of the list. Some of them pretty damn egregious, if you ask me. And a hot take that I saw from an NFL insider that could shake up not just the top of the NFL draft board, but we'll have fantasy managers making some tough decisions come rookie draft season. Y'all know what it is, baby. Talking about the trending topics, the hottest takes. Fantasy football space never lets me down. Let's pull it up. Let's talk about it. Let's get it. Okay, let's get it. Welcome back to the station. Welcome back to the channel. Y'all know what it is. Your boy, Ray G. You can find me on X at Ray GQ. And y'all know, we got a lot to talk about, and I'm trying to get you in and out, so let's dive right into it. Jonathan Brooks, that's right, a stud sophomore running back out of the University of Texas, declared for the 2024 NFL Draft today, and I am excited. Jonathan Brooks played in 10 games this year, and if you want to be technical, he did not start the season off as the starting running back. That was C.J. Baxter. But in 10 games, he ran for over 100 yards six times, finished the season with 187 carries, 1,139 yards, averaging 6.1 a tote. And he also scored uh, 10 touchdowns on the season on the ground, 25 receptions, 286 yards in the receiving game. Jonathan Brooks can play. This is a very talented running back. Played even when B. John Robinson and Roshan Johnson were there. He got some snaps. He got some reps. He got some opportunity. Six foot, 210 pounds. This is a player for me. Immediately, Brooks slots in as a top three running back in this class for me. And I understand that we're going to have to wait. We're going to have to be a little bit patient because he did tear his ACL in November. But you know what, folks? I'm looking at the NFL. I'm looking at the ACL injuries. And I'm looking at the players who have recovered and returned from those injuries. And I don't think it's the death sentence that it was in the past. And in a very fragile draft class where there's not a lot of consensus anywhere in this class. And what most people are going to tell you is you're going to have to put the names that we've talked about for so long at the top just because we've always talked about them. And I'm not here to do that. I know you like Braylon Allen. I know that I have talked about Trey Benson coming into the season, but I watch him play. Not impressed. Braylon Allen, big body, but he doesn't play as big as his six foot two, 240 pound frame. Jonathan Brooks' ability to run between the tackles, show that explosiveness to get down the field, rip off big runs, and be explosive in the receiving game. As long as the medicals come back clean, as long as they come back clean, I will be in on Jonathan Brooks for rookie draft purposes. And if he does not have uh, the knee, you know, stability to test or do anything through the pre-draft process, he's just going to be an incredible value in rookie drafts. If you've not looked at any tape, any film on this young man, go to dd.com. We'll be doing breakdowns on all these prospects. But check out Jonathan Brooks. This is a stud, a class that was desperate of some talent at the running back position. We're still trying to wait on the official word on Ohio State running back Travion Henderson, which would be the biggest boost to the running back class. But getting Jonathan Brooks as young as he is, the size profile, the talent, his ability to run the ball and catch the ball in the backfield. This is a player that I'm going to have a lot of interest in come rookie draft season. Now, let's talk about the Pro Bowl. Talk about the Pro Bowl and no, ain't nobody going to watch the game. We all know that. But I do want to talk about the players who were named to the Pro Bowl, some for the first time. Talk about what this means for their dynasty value moving forward. So let's pull it up. 
and let's talk about it. We're starting off with the AFC quarterbacks. Tua Tungabailoa, Lamar Jackson, and Patrick Mahomes are your three AFC quarterbacks. Your running backs, Raheem Mostert, James Cook, and Derrick Henry. Your wide receivers, Tyreek Hill, Amari Cooper, Keenan Allen, and Jamar Chase. And you see Cavenders there just spamming me. You know, I wear cowboy hats. I'm in Texas. And then your tight ends, Travis Kelsey and David Njoku. We're not going any further than that. We're just talking about these players from a fantasy perspective. So, Tua, uh, what what can you say? One of the leaders in the offense and passing yards, uh, the points that they've been able to put up. You knew Miami was going to put multiple people on offense into the Pro Bowl. Dope to see Alec Engel getting some love as well at the fullback position. Lamar Jackson was left to be said. He's beaten everybody. He's going to win the 2023 NFL MVP award. He's got the Ravens in the number one seed. Should be first team all pro after this season as well. And then Patrick Mahomes is an interesting one. So let's pull up Mahomes, who's having arguably statistically one of his worst seasons of his career. But despite that, despite that stuff, you can look at what he's done on the season. 4,100 passing yards, and again, hasn't thrown for this few of yards since 2019 when he played in 14 games. He's got 27 touchdowns. He hasn't had this few of touchdowns, again, since 2019. Interceptions, 14, most of his career right now. Took about his quarterback rating, 92.6, lowest of his career. We're not counting the 2017 season where he just played in that one game. He has run the ball a little bit more this season, career high in rush attempts and rushing yards. Overall, for Patrick Mahomes' standards, it's been a down season for Patrick Mahomes, but he is still a great quarterback. We all know that. Nobody's debating that. He's an incredible quarterback. It's just sort of ran up to to a point where they just have to surround him with more talent and more weapons. Is there anybody that could have been placed in here instead of Patrick Mahomes? We'll get to the snubs in a second but let's talk about the running back position and when I saw this for the AFC I'm thinking what the hell most are cool leads the NFL touchdowns thousand yards no doubt about it but when I got the James Cook and Derrick Henry I'm thinking how on earth is Derrick Henry in the Pro Bowl well I mean he's one of the leaders in the NFL in rushing yards even though the last five weeks of the fantasy season have been pretty putrid for him 88 yards 42 9 34 had 102 versus the Indianapolis Colts. When is the last time we've seen Derrick Henry on a season have only three 100-yard rushing games? And then look at his attempts on the season. We've got one, two, three, four games in 2023 where Derrick Henry received more than 25 attempts. Again, you look at his numbers, 1,014 yards, 11 touchdowns, but 3.9 an attempt, the lowest of his career. I don't know if King Henry is cooked, but this did not feel worthy of a Pro Bowl submission on the AFC side, but it doesn't get as much, it doesn't get any better as we go to the NFC either. So the wide receivers, Tyreek Hill, Amari Cooper, Keenan Allen, and Jamar Chase. No argument with Tyreek Hill. Jamar Chase, he's had an incredible season despite the fact that he's had to deal with so much inconsistency at the quarterback, losing his boy, Joe Burrow. You look at him on the season, almost 1,200 yards, 100 receptions. Not going to argue Jamar Chase too much, but we'll talk about maybe some other players who could have been uh, could have been uh, in consideration. Amari Cooper, I mean, he's come on like gangbusters the last couple of weeks of the season. On the year, over 1,250 yards, five touchdowns, 72 receptions, and a lot of his production has come with Joe Flacco under center. 265, 109, 77. So it's been a nice end-of-the-season stretch for Amari Cooper. 
and the tight ends. Travis Kelsey, I know from a fantasy perspective, it seems like he's losing a little bit, but he's still a 90-plus receptions, going to finish with 1,000 receiving yards. But I want to focus on Chief David Njoku, who I believe should be valued, viewed, and thought of and held in the same regard as a top-five dynasty tight end. Njoku, this is what we've been wanting out of him since he was drafted in the first round out of Miami. He's an ultra-talented tight end, career-high in receptions, career-high in receiving yards, career-high in touchdowns. What a year for David Njoku. If you've held through all of the volatility, all of the, man, if, if only, if only, if only, Finally, we got to see David Njoku in his final form, and it is fun as hell. So let's go to the NFC side and talk about the players who were selected on the NFC side. And oh boy, I know people hate to see it, but Big Glock Purdy, number one vote getter, period, in the NFL for the Pro Bowl. Brock, he shouldn't be playing. Trey Lance should be the starter. Purdy with the San Francisco 49ers. Kudos to him and anybody that wants to, to debate this. Ah, he shouldn't have made it. Get the hell out of here. 4,200 yards, 31 touchdowns, 11 interceptions, and he gave you two rushing touchdowns on the ground and 144 yards. Brock Purdy has been exactly what I told you all he would be, whether you wanted to listen or not. If he was healthy in the starter for San Francisco, he is a top 12 fantasy football option and should be treated as such in Dynasty. Even though he may not be valued there, he's one of the best bargains that you can get because the negative bias that he carries for whatever reason, because people still hold on to this hopium that he was a Mr. Irrelevant and Trey Lance should have got a shot, provides a window and an opportunity for you to acquire some Brock Purdy. So shout out to Brock for A, battling back from an injury that some people thought it would completely kill his career, and then to go out there and to go nuclear as a first-year full-time starter, kudos to freaking Brock Purdy. And I don't care if you hate him or not, you got to show some love. Dak Prescott, NFL MVP consideration for a large part of the season. No surprise there. Matt Stafford. Let's go, Matthew freaking Stafford. Where's the air here? Matt Stafford, let's go. And here's why I'm excited about Stafford, because a lot of people thought he was done for. Oh, man, uh, you know, Matt Stafford's not going to... Matt Stafford's not going to play well. The Rams are going to be in consideration for Caleb Williams. Stafford has come out this season. I mean, he's part of the reason why Puka Nakua is having the type of season that he is. On the year, Matt Stafford, what does he have? Another, what, 39-65, so another 4,000-yard season. 24 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. It's not the greatest statistical season for a quarterback. You can make some arguments for a few players, and there's one big name from the NFC that is not on this list. But let's talk about the running back group, which I think there's no debate at the top. Christian McCaffrey going to be first-team All-Pro. He's incredible. Kyron Williams, what a season he's had, and he's missed like four damn games. And then DeAndre Swift, I'm thinking, how the hell is Swift voted to the Pro Bowl? Doesn't feel like he's done a ton. But then you look at his stats, you look at the numbers, and on the season, Swift, only 229 carries, and he's at 1,100 rushing yards, five touchdowns, 39 receptions, 214 yards. DeAndre Swift is a beast. We knew it coming out of Georgia. I'm glad he got out of Detroit, landed on a team that we're going to use, utilize his talents, and I'm excited to see this offense continue to build and fly with uh, DeAndre Swift. They ain't doing a lot of flying right now, but y'all get the point. I like DeAndre Swift. Good call and very good dynasty value. He's going to be somebody that... I continue to have shares of in Dynasty because of the devaluation of the running back position, but he's a talented guy. These receivers, honestly, 
CeeDee Lamb, can't debate it. A.J. Brown, can't debate it. Puka Nakua, can't debate it. Mike Evans on the season. This is the one where people are like, oh, man, how, how did Mike Evans get in over this player, that player? Well, Evans, 13 touchdowns, 1,233 yards on 76 receptions playing with Baker Mayfield. I mean, that seems pretty damn Pro Bowl worthy, if you ask me. And then your tight ends, no surprise, Sam Laporta and George Kittle back in the Pro Bowl from the San Francisco 49ers. But let's talk about the snubs, the players who were not selected. And we'll just go look at this top list and kind of work our way through it really quickly. Uh, we're not going to talk defense. Brandon Ayuk, I, I, I don't understand how Brandon Ayuk doesn't make the Pro Bowl. Find another position. Add a fifth receiver for all I care. But, I mean, this guy's got over 1,300 receiving yards. Uh, you see his receiving EPA. I mean, he is an incredible, incredible wide receiver. San Francisco will be very wise to pay him a large sum of money to lock him up as one of the top receivers in the NFL. But this is one, y'all, where he's got the third highest Trinity score in our entire database. Go check out the Trinity tool. It is the most impactful wide receiver tool that you can use in the fantasy football space. I stamp that. The most impactful wide receiver tool that you can use in the fantasy space. Get on the website. Access the Trinity tool. It's freaking $9 a month. Try it out. Brandon Ayuk should have made the Pro Bowl. Now, we got a couple of other players. Josh Allen. I mean, good grief. Josh Allen does not get voted to the Pro Bowl. It just seems like it should be Mahomes and Lamar and Allen and Burrow every year. Justin Herbert. But it just shows you the volatility and the variance of an NFL season. Started off a little rocky for Josh Allen. He has come on of late to get his bills in position to win the AFC East. But the interceptions, when you're leading the league or tops in the league in interceptions, when you're losing games, you're not throwing touchdown passes, the offenses look much different with Joe Brady at the helm. I'm not shocked that Josh Allen did not make the Pro Bowl. You know, it's just interesting to see one of these big names left off. And he's not a name that missed, missed time because of injury. It was just poor performance this season. Amon Ra... St. Brown. How did Amon Ra not make it? Fifth in the NFL in receiving yards, second in receptions, and fifth with nine receiving touchdowns, 91.4 receiving yards per game, 71st downs, which is third in the NFL amongst pass catchers. For me, Amon Ra should have been number one. Amon Ra should have been number one on the list. I know it's Antoine Winfield. Maybe Antoine Winfield. I don't want to dis diminish what the defensive players have done, but I don't know how you leave Amon Ra off of this list. I mean, he should have been included again. Find a utility spot, find an additional receiver spot. Amon Ra should have been voted in the Pro Bowl, and even though we don't watch this, this type of shit impacts contract negotiations, how people are viewed by their respective teams. Even though we don't watch the game, having that attached to your name that you were voted into the Pro Bowl is a big deal for these players. Amon Ra, probably my biggest snub. He should have been in the Pro Bowl. We'll scroll up a little bit more. You got a bunch of defenders, but right up in here, DJ Moore was also left off the list. No DJ Moore, no Brees Hall, no James Conner, no Isaiah Pacheco. None of those guys. How is the fantasy space going to react to a big name that is not on the list when Jalen Hurts, who has had a pretty down season, if you ask me, got paid the bag, maybe he ate a little too good, Need hurts to get into the lab, but ultimately there were some major Pro Bowl snubs. Just shows how freaking talented the NFL is, especially at the wide receiver position in the NFC. It is loaded. 
Oh, the final thing that I want to talk about that I saw today on old Twitter that we got to talk about because it's got big implications. And if true, could really shake up some stuff at the top of the NFL draft board. One NFL insider, Benjamin Albright. Here's a tweet that Ben Albright posted today, a couple hours ago. Based on conversations that I've had over the last month or so, I would suggest that Jaden Daniels, quarterback out of LSU, might actually be viewed by more teams as the number two quarterback in this class and not Drake May. Wow. Is that really a bombshell or is that sort of just, yeah, he's the Heisman Trophy winner. His EPA is ridiculous. His QBR and passing efficiency historically is on another level, surpassing that of Joe Burrow. I don't know. I'm asking y'all, fam, for so long we continue to put Drake May in the top. And let's not get it twisted. Drake May is a talented, talented, talented quarterback. I mean, when you're able to make throws like this one right here from the hash, dotting him up on the sideline, man coverage, the cornerback is draped all over your wide receiver, and you can deliver throws like this, this is what I want to see. I love the rushing. I love all the dynamism that some of these players bring to the table. But can you sit your ass in the pocket and make a throw when we need it? And I know, you know, we all know Drake May can do just that. And not only can he throw the ball accurately from the pocket, he can move. Now, it doesn't look as dynamic as Jaden Daniels, but he can move. That boy is an athlete. Really looks like movement skill-wise, body composition. He's six foot four, six foot five, 230 plus pounds. Really moves around and makes you think that's a little bit of Josh Allen. I don't know if he's got the arm strength, the cannon of Allen, but when you see a big boy like that that's got some serious athleticism, that's who it reminds me of. Now, Jaden Daniels, I don't need to rattle off all the stats. The efficiency numbers are through the roof. I just want to show you something. And sometimes people ask me, Ray, how much film do you watch? How much time do you put into scouting each player? Sometimes what Matt Waldman told me a long time ago is you watch a player for as many plays, as many games, as many reps as you need to in order to formulate the opinion that you need on that player. And sometimes you see a couple of things and you're like, all right, I don't need to see anymore. Jaden Daniels' ability to be a dual-threat quarterback in the NFL and be an impactful fantasy football player, there's one play right here. Outrunning an SEC defense down the sideline, 80-something yards, weaving through the speed that he's showing. I mean, this is enough right here. RPO action, beating him to the sideline. Let me outrun the safety. Safety takes a bad angle, and I'm just going to jet this thing 150 yards to the end zone and route to my Heisman Trophy. Jaden Daniels is not just a dynamic rusher of the football. He is a prolific thrower of the football. And Jaden Daniels has been good at throwing the football since his freshman season at Arizona State. And I know shit got wonky at ASU. You see what they did to the program, right? Herm Edwards and company, they had to clear them cats out of the way. But Jaden Daniels was proficient as a true freshman in a Power 5 conference. Last year at LSU, he was good. A lot, of the, a lot of the season last year, going into the end of the season, he was outstanding, and he comes back this year and takes his game to another level. Will it shock me if in the NFL draft a team selects Jaden Daniels over Drake May? No, it won't, and it shouldn't shock you. So don't let that stuff come as a surprise, and don't let that be an indictment on Drake May, but more so a testament to how good Jaden Daniels is. It's going to be a fun process that's a hot take from Ben Albright. I'm going to put that up one more time and give Ben all the credit. So y'all know it's Albright at Albright NFL. 
Based on conversations I've had over the last month or so, I would suggest that Daniels might be viewed as the QB2 in 2024. I don't know, but I'm a big Jaden Daniels fan. So talk to me, family, in the comments. Those are all the hot topic items in the fantasy football space today. I appreciate you tapping in for another show. Be back tomorrow. See what Friday has in store for us. Y'all have a good night. I'm out of this thing. Peace.